Hi, I'm Samir Lakani, and this is Phase 2, a podcast about quitting my job to find work that's more meaningful. Well, I'm back in Seattle after traveling for two and a half months. We spent six weeks in Minnesota with my wife's family and four weeks on the road, where we had memorable adventures exploring the national parks and wilderness of the American West with our two young kids. If you haven't heard about that trip, I encourage you to check out the first three episodes of this podcast. The good thing about being on the road is that I didn't have to think about what's next. As we got closer to home, I started to feel the weight of having to figure out a plan. I could almost hear the stopwatch ticking, and each tick sounds like a cash register ringing of the money slowly disappearing from savings. In my first week home, I felt pretty aimless. Everyone else in the house was fully focused on getting started with school. We had made the decision over the summer to homeschool our kids with all the COVID uncertainty. My wife took the lead on this and has formed a pod with our good friends and neighbors who have three kids around the same age as ours. So she was fully occupied with, while I was left with no remaining excuses. I need to figure out what's next. One thing my coach Ravi asked me when we started working together was to think about what a great life looks like. I've thought about this over the past few months and I think it boils down to this for me. First, deep connections with my family and friends. I'm blessed to say I've mostly achieved this. Second, a healthy mind and body. So far, so good there. Third, work that I enjoy and that's personally meaningful to me. Oh, and I need to be able to make money to support a current lifestyle. And I need to save for retirement. I know what you're thinking. No shit, Sherlock. Everyone wants these things. Easy to say, not so easy to do. This reminds me of that famous law of software development. A project can be high quality, low cost, or done fast, and you get to choose two out of three. What will it take to achieve everything, though? Will they need to break some laws? I've been reflecting back on examples of times when I felt fully alive or when there was meaning in what I was doing. Creating this podcast has been a great recent example. I felt deeply engaged in the process of crafting them, which felt equal parts creative and cathartic. The response I got from the first episode was quite overwhelming. Hundreds of people commented on the initial Facebook post, describing it as courageous and admirable. I don't think there's anything courageous about it, I was just describing how I felt, and it's interesting that people find that to be so unusual. Many people private messaged me about it, including complete strangers. Several people asked to meet so that they could learn more about my rationale and share their own situation and ask for advice. I felt ill-equipped to give them advice, since I haven't figured out anything yet. However, for the first time in probably a year, I was pretty excited about what I was doing. I jumped out of bed in the morning to check the listener numbers and I was excited to work on the next episode. Thanks to all of you who continue to bug me to publish new episodes. They're coming. Looking farther back, there are a few other examples I can think of. One time was when I volunteered at a school in a Nepali village teaching English and computer science classes. Over the course of two weeks, we helped our students create a documentary about life in Nepal to help raise awareness for the volunteer program. It was such a fulfilling experience. We got to be creative, devising interesting lesson plans while filming the documentary. We felt good about helping people who had so little but who were so grateful for our efforts. Another time was when I led a product design workshop at Microsoft with low-income middle school kids in the Seattle area. That was fulfilling because I got to use my expertise to support a group of motivated and enthusiastic kids, and it was just a lot of fun. Another time was my first year working at Upwork, which was a Bay Area startup connecting U.S. clients to freelancers around the world. There I got to observe firsthand the kind of transformation that's possible when people in developing countries get access to opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise. 
Another time was the thrill and terror of launching a brand new service at Amazon, which is kind of like watching a baby get born. It's really messy, you don't know if you're going to make it, but no matter what happens, you know you're going to love it. Finally, my friends and I used to traipse around Seattle creating music videos for birthday milestones. Those moments of goofing around with close friends while being creative together were some of the best memories of my life. There are a few themes that emerge from these experiences. First, there's a theme around creating a tangible output, whether that's a software product, a video, or a podcast. Second, there's a theme around teaching or mentorship as a way to have a positive impact on people around me. Third, there's a theme around working with people rather than in isolation. I know my best ideas come when I'm brainstorming with others rather than in an office by myself. Finally, there's a theme around wanting to operate within a realm where I can be an expert at what I'm doing. So how do I find a job that has all of these elements in it? One thing my coach suggested I do during this period is to seek out people who have made transitions in their own lives or are doing what I want to do so that I can learn from them. Over the past month, I've probably talked to more friends and colleagues from my past than I have in the last five years, which is a bit of a sad statement. Why does it take a life crisis to re-engage with all these people from my past? I spoke to my friend John, who quit his job as an engineering manager at Microsoft after 10 years to become a high school physics teacher. He explained to me why he decided to leave, which was a combination of seeking a lower stress life, more family time, and more connection to impact. He talked about how the impact he's had on the trajectory of his students' lives, many of whom are first-generation immigrants, was much more significant than any of his time in tech. I spoke to Josh, who is a high school friend of my wife's. He reached out to me after I posted the podcast about similar feelings he was experiencing around lack of satisfaction in his work despite financial successes. A discussion with his 10-year-old daughter, Isla, prompted a recent career shift for him. Take a listen. It was maybe a month ago I was tucking Isla into bed. And that's usually where we just wrap up the day. You know what I mean? You know, what's on your mind? How's life going? Things like that, right? Yeah. And, um, and so my question to her was, you know, what's your, what's your biggest wish? Tell us your answer. Um, I said I want everyone to be treated fairly. Yep. Seems reasonable. Yeah. And she had a few answers to that. And, you know, part of me expected is just like, I want to have breakfast for dinner tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, whip up some French toast tomorrow night and I'm a hero for another 24 hours. <laughs> and when she said that, one, I was just overwhelmed by the type of human being she is. You're a dad, right? If, if you ask your kids, what's your biggest wish? And they tell you, the next thing you do is figure out how to deliver on it. Yeah. And so my background is in investments and in financial planning. And so I, you know, I thought about her wishes for a while. I'm just like, what if, what if you and I start a company where we just help people invest in other companies that are socially responsible, you know, companies that try not to poison the earth It's companies that don't treat their employees like garbage. Um, you know, companies that have, you know, standards for ethics and things like that. And I know how to do that. So, you know, what if we could focus on that and what if we can do it together? We get to spend more time together and I get to feel good about the work I'm doing, maybe for the first time ever. 
I spoke to my friend Steph, who I worked with many years ago at Microsoft. Recently, she's been taking time between jobs to figure out what's next. She's been helping one of her college friends who owns a nail salon figure out how to pivot her business in a post-COVID world. She told me that helping her friend in such a direct way has brought them so much closer together than they were previously. She also told me that she talks to her mom and grandma much more frequently than she did when she was working and that this extra time has also brought them closer together. If our connections with loved ones are what ultimately bring us happiness, why do so many of us have to leave jobs to truly invest in those relationships? I've talked to various friends of mine about what makes them feel alive. An investor friend of mine said he gets the thrill out of defending an investment proposal through hard questions from his partners. Another friend talked about belting out songs that exemplify a moment or emotion that she's feeling. My coach told me that he feels alive when he's in deep conversation about the human experience. A designer friend loves doing the art that she wants to do rather than the art that she's actually paid to do. A skier friend lives for difficult and dangerous runs that he's not even sure he can accomplish. While there were as many answers as people I talked to, the thing that jumped out the most was the theme of high performance in risky circumstances, whether on the stage, in the boardroom, or on the ski hill. There was also the theme of getting lost in the moment, whether that is doing a design or having a conversation with a client. Next, I look at what kinds of jobs can combine all of these things together that I care about. Here are the requirements of the working life I'm trying to create. First, I need control over my time and the ability to set my own schedule. Previously, working in corporate jobs, I was at the mercy of the cadence and demands of the company. Second, I want to work less than six hours a day to give me time to enjoy kids, exercise, and the great outdoors. Third, I need to do something I'm naturally good at or can learn to be good at. Fourth, I need to find something that involves helping people or solving a problem that really matters in the world. I know that it's in that area that's really given me energy and purpose before. Finally, I've got to generate 20K a month since Seattle's a pretty expensive place to live and my wife doesn't work outside the house. It seems like starting a business of some sort would be one of the only approaches that could satisfy all these insane requirements. So I started brainstorming ideas. The first idea is to create a community of people who are looking to make their own career transition and help them do it. This podcast has had a great reaction from my community, and I'm convinced that there is a market need for people around my age who are dissatisfied and looking for more in their working lives. I could turn my own journey into tools and resources to help them in the form of courses, manuals, or coaching services. This feels important in the world, would have a tangible output through podcasts and content, and part of it feels aligned with my abilities. On the other hand, I've never done anything remotely like this in my working life. Second, I could start a consulting business of some sort focused on PM best practices or lessons learned over the past 10 years. I could build a community via Substack, publish podcasts, and videos. The downside is that there's already a lot of content like this out there and plenty more qualified and accomplished people than me. The upside is that the people out there who have my exact background and experience is, well, just me. I think helping others in their own career would be meaningful, but no idea how big the market is for this kind of content. Third, I could start an e-commerce business of some sort. I have a few ideas for products, although nothing that is particularly important for the world or that I feel very passionate about. Fourth, I could try to start a software company. I do have a couple of ideas on problems that are personally meaningful to me. 
I would need to validate the problems with customers, recruit and hire a team, possibly raise money, and then start the long path to finding product market fit. While I have worked on software products my whole working life, starting something from nothing feels terrifying and exhilarating, which makes it seem like the right place to start.